This is Hebwonk. I'm Joe Salvaggi. Welcome to Hubwonk, a podcast of Pioneer Institute, a think tank in Boston. Despite being the largest purchase of most consumers' lives, much of the home buying negotiating process is shrouded in an opaque, agent-driven virtual black box that can leave sellers and buyers confused and frustrated. While real estate agents can discuss their clients' sales terms in isolation, there's no common forum on which buyers may view other competing offers, leaving each to guess how best to meet sellers' asking price closing dates, and inspection and finance contingencies. The absence of such a platform leaves potential buyers with little understanding of why their offer may not have been accepted and sellers with concerns that they could have had a buyer who would have met all their requirements. This lack of transparency distorts efficient outcomes and can serve to discourage potential sellers and buyers alike. Does this shared challenge have a technological solution, one where sellers can document all their requirements and where interested buyers can compete to make their best comprehensive offer? My guests today are Boston-based entrepreneurs, Tim Quirk and Kevin Caulfield, who have co-founded Final Offer, a real estate transaction platform that is already disrupting the process for selling homes. By combining decades of real estate agent experiences with the understanding of how technology has disrupted other consumer purchase transactions, Mr. Quirk and Mr. Caulfield hope to help sellers, buyers, and their agents communicate and negotiate in real time to bring transparency and efficiency to our largest and most important purchase. They will share with us the weaknesses in the current real estate sales process, the ways their platform addresses each party's needs, and their plan to see Boston lead the way in disrupting an industry that has been slow to change. When I return, I will be joined by Final Offer co-founders and local entrepreneurs, Tim Quirk and Kevin Caulfield. Okay, we're back. This is Hubwonk. Uh, I'm Joe Salvaggi, and I'm now pleased to be joined by real estate experts and co-founders of Final Offer, Kevin Caulfield and Tim Quirk. Welcome to Hubwonk. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having us. Okay, Welcome, great. All right. Good to see you, Tim. Um, well, our listeners will know that this uh, podcast focuses uh, very often on market innovation, uh, often in healthcare or in education, uh, but not as often in the private sector, which, uh, of course, is also becoming more efficient uh, with technology. Uh, real estate, uh, from my personal experience, seems to be an area that um, everyone shares an interest, but in my my view, it's still a bit antiquated. We all understand uh, we go out there looking for the perfect home, we might find it, uh, and perhaps our offer uh, isn't accepted, and, and often uh, that disappointment uh, is because we don't understand why. Or if we sold a home, uh, again, we don't know where those buyers come from and, and how the negotiation happens uh, under the veil of of the uh, the agents and, and and all, what I'm really excited about is uh, you've come up with some innovation. You're a, a Boston company. You're you're building a platform, and I'm I, I personally think it's very disruptive. So let's uh, let's for our listeners' benefit start at the beginning and explain uh, how things work before uh, your innovation. Uh, let's start with you, Kevin. You you've got a solid background, nearly two decades of real estate experience. Um, you've seen the internet disrupt uh, real estate in the past, um, but still, what's missing for buyers and selling uh, sellers uh, as it is now? I think sometimes, you know, in, in Boston specifically, you know, supply is always relatively low, right? Like you think about Boston, Boston's a small city to begin with. And then when you think about your core neighborhoods in uh, Boston proper, they're even smaller. 
And so the inventory levels that are there are, you know, they're, they're what's been there for the last hundred years. And it's probably what's going to be there through our lifetimes and anyways, because of all of the restrictions that are out there with um, historic, architectural, et cetera. So it, it's a limited, it's a very limited supply here. And so I think as people come to Boston and the neighborhoods people want to live in in Boston with this limited supply, Boston's growing, it's thriving as a city. Um, there's more demand and things are moving quickly. Um, inventory is low, demand is higher. And I think in today's world, you know, something comes on the market and maybe not every buyer in the in the marketplace is given the opportunity to make an offer on that property. And so what we're trying to do, what, what we're trying to do is allow the entire market, the entire buyer pool to have an opportunity to buy the home that they want to buy. And it's right, a fast so market, it's fast paced here. And, and what we're, you know, what we're trying to achieve is making sure that everyone has the opportunity to put their best foot forward. So Kevin, you've identified, of course, we're, we're, we're constrained by our history and our size. We, we there's all, often an imbalance between the supply of homes and the demand for homes. Boston and this area is a great place to live. Uh, but don't, you know, we, we've we've had a computer, we've got uh, all kinds of listing services, we've got these applications called Zillow, we can look online and see all the properties that are for sale. What What is it that, uh, let's say, the online uh, apps that we, are, most of us are familiar with, what is it, what is the information we're not getting from, from those apps? Tim, Tim, you, you, you've helped design this, this platform. What is it that we're missing? Sure. Well, I'll, I'll take it from the consumer's perspective, right? So this is my first foray into to real estate. Um, been on the tech side for my career. And whenever you talk to anyone about wanting to buy or sell a property, the first thing they do is they go online, they go to Zillow, and they're looking at these things and they see this estimate and they're like, what does this thing mean? But at the end of the day, when a property is on the market, what will the seller actually take? And they have no idea what the seller will take. Seller's not telling them that. They put a list price on the property, but the seller doesn't have to take it. And so the first thing that you do when you go to buy a house is you want to put an offer in and they're like, well, there's a few offers on the table and your agent starts asking them what those are and they might get limited information about that, if anything. And it always makes the consumer question, is there really another offer on the table? And by, by not knowing, you take the largest transaction of someone's life and you put extreme uncertainty in place. It causes a lot of anxiousness on that side of the table when it comes to purchasing a property. But it goes for the same for someone that's selling their property. They only do it a few times in their life. They get someone like Kevin to help them walk through what the process is. But then did you get to all of the buyers? Did all the buyers come in? Did we get the best, did we get the best deal for our home? You're always questioning that because you don't do it all day, every day. You do it a few times in your life. So Tim, I want to unpack some of the detail that you just said. You talk about the best deal, the best deal. But we know uh, from our applications, we're often talking about price. But I'm going to bounce that back to you, Kevin. There's a lot of aspects to what a, what a uh, uh, seller is asking for and a buyer is offering beyond price. What are some of the other elements in the quote-unquote deal that are interesting and useful if, if in a transaction buyers and sellers were to know? Sure, I think that the the price is one is one part of the deal, and then the terms of the deal, the certainty in which the deal will get to the closing table, or or be able to, you know, that that the seller will be able to achieve that price that they've been offered. 
Um, there are certain contingencies that go in there. Maybe, you know, maybe someone's got financing. Maybe has, somebody has a home inspection. Maybe there's, you know, in, in Boston, in, there's a condo doc review, right? And so there are all these uncertainties that still lie in the deal, right? And so what the seller wants is they want the certainty. They want to know that when they lock up the deal, that there are, are that these contingencies, you know, if they exist, are as tight as possible so that they're able to achieve what they're trying to achieve. I mean, another one would be, you know, especially in today's market where the supply is low, demand is high, you can sell your house pretty quickly, but the likelihood of you, you know, getting right back into the market and be able being able to find something may be a little bit tougher. So, you know, do you have something that's subject to suitable housing? Do you have um do you have a lease back in there where you close on your home and you're able to lease it back for a certain period of time while you're able to find your next home? So all of those terms of the deal, you know, they all factor in, they all have value and they all mean something to the seller. Now, Kevin, I'll, I'll stick with you. You as an experienced uh, representative of many sellers, when you get a whole bunch of buyers, each with their own sort of uh array of, of offering, maybe they have a higher price, but fewer contingencies or someone has or, or more contingencies, or someone has a lower offer price, but more contingencies. How do you weigh, let's say, if everybody's competing for the same house at the same time, what goes on there? And, and and you know, is there genuinely a challenge trying to sell one property to several people, all with different priorities? Oh, there's definitely a challenge. I mean, as, as offers come in, and even, you know, when you get into situations where you're calling for offers, you're calling for best and final of offers, all of these all these terms mean something different to each seller, right? And so, you know, there, there's if there's a way to normalize this so that people understand what they're bidding against, what what they're bidding on, and <clears throat> excuse me, which each term that is attractive to the seller, if there's a value on that, is, is it easier for the buyers to understand what uh, what the seller is actually looking for and how meaningful that is? And the same at the same token for the for the seller to be able to say, hey, look, I want to close on this date. And this is, you know, this is why I want to close on it. And this is why it means something to me. And um, you know, that those those terms or those elements of the deal sometimes get lost in translation with the and everybody gets focused on the pricing. Yeah, this seems to be a, a, a process that's very vulnerable. Again, our, our listeners may have lost a property they fell in love with, and they really don't know why. As you mentioned, there's so many elements. It really relies on perfect communication between sellers and their agents, and then the, the, the two agents communicating well with each other, and then back to the buyer. Uh, and all this is, again, uh, trying to occur in real time. So I think we've done a pretty good job identifying the challenges of of, of the current market. It's somewhat opaque, even though in theory, we all know the asking price. Very little is known about all the elements beyond the asking price in real time uh, as, a, as a property is up for sale. So I think we set the stage for um, where the frustration arises from. Now, Tim, back to you. In, in designing a product that's sort of, you know, this is an age-old problem. Uh, real estate has been transacted much the same way since time immemorial. How do you, as from a technology perspective, uh, offer buyers and sellers really what they're looking for? How, how do you approach something like this? Yeah. So what we thought was going to be an easy process actually became much more challenging than we had ever expected. So that that's nice. Um, you know, what we do is pretty simple. So what if the seller could just disclose what they want, right? Actually be forthcoming. You look at, you look at our lives and we're addicted 
to information, real-time information. These phones are connected to us at the hip, right? And so if a seller could give you the information on what they want, truly, not just about price, but also all of their terms, would that make it faster or more efficient for buyers to actually submit offers to the seller that matters to them most versus them guessing? And so that's part of what we've done is we've allowed the seller to actually commit and contractually commit to the price and terms that they disclose on their listing on final offer. And so converse, oh, go ahead. I, I want to I want to drill down on that. So right now, if if you uh, are offering a property, you say my house is uh, I want a million dollars, but you don't really communicate anything else. You don't talk about close date. You don't talk about you know preference for contingencies. You don't talk about anything else. Just price. So what you're saying is by communicating all the elements of the seller's wishes, you know, down to the detail, more yeah. buyers might be attracted because whereas they may just be reaching on price, they may be more flexible on terms. So they're 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 encouraged to offer when when they might otherwise not feel competitive. Is that that's what right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then the the fact that the buyers now have assurance that the seller is committed to take this offer, they have to take it. The question is, when do they have to take it? When it comes to our platform, at least they have the 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 clarity to know what the seller wants and what they've committed to accept. And so, for buyers that have been in the market that have lost multiple times. You'll hear it from them again and again. I just wish I knew why I lost or what I needed to do to purchase this property because this was the right place for our family at this moment. They just didn't have the ability to do so. And that's one of the major, major, major high-level challenges that we're trying to solve with the final offer platform. So, okay. So what we're talking about is more communication. We're talking about transparency. We're saying with more information, we can have higher quality deals. Now let's say, okay, we've got more information. We've attracted more buyers. In theory, we're going to have higher competition as buyers for that same property. How do buyers, and I think you alluded to it earlier, and uh, it seems to me at the very least, buyers will be assured that they're competing against another actual buyer and not, a let's say, a uh, uh, an assertion that uh, there is a another buyer. They'll be able to see the fact that the, another buyer exists. How, how do buyers view other buyers and and the relative strength of their their offers compared to each other. Yeah, so you know, it's been fascinating to see with what's happened with our platform today is that when an offer comes in, whether or not that is for something that the seller has committed to take, which in our world would actually get publicly disclosed what the price in terms of that offer is for all buyers to know what that is so that if they wanted to purchase the property they know exactly what they need to do to come in to be able to beat that offer. But if they've tried to negotiate with the seller, they may not be disclosing the price in terms of that offer, but an alert still goes out and on the site in real time, you can see that an offer actually came in. And so the fact that the process that a buyer goes through to register with their agent to make an offer on our platform, including uploading a pre-approval and being verified that they can make an offer, gives buyers assurance that there's actually another offer there. And if they are interested in the property, it gets them to call their agent and say, did you see that an offer just came in? I'm interested, please call the agent to find out what's going on. And so it gives buyers that comfort to be able to come to the table faster. And then as the process goes forward, very quickly, they'll be able to understand where where they stand in that. And ultimately, what do they need to do to either purchase the property or to say, you know what, maybe it's too rich for me at this point, and I'm out, but at least I know I'm out. Now, Kevin, I want to go back to you. You're the person who, who's uh, uh, dealing less with the technology, more with the human beings. 
Um, this automates a lot of the mystery and perhaps even some of the hard work you have to do juggling multiple offers. The agents are still engaged, right? The seller's agent and the buyer's agent are still communicating on, let's say, the soft edges of, of these uh, parameters. Say more about how uh, in a, a situation where we are now exchanging far more information in real time, how yep. does a, uh, a real estate agent um, uh, manage with this uh, uh, you know, additional layer of technology? Well, I think I think the technology just adds a it's a more sophisticated level of of negotiation, right? And so you need to you need to take everything into account in terms of what the seller really is looking for. They're looking to, um, in in some in some instances, it may just be the price, right? But I think a lot of it it's a little bit more complex than that, where terms do matter. And so what this does is it gives it to it gets that information out to all of the agents right everybody's getting the same information everyone's on the same playing field everyone understands what where they need to be in order to buy the home and i think that's part of the frustration in today's world where you know sometimes that that <clears throat> that isn't the case where people don't have a real understanding of what they need to do they think sometimes it just comes down to price it may be dates it may be contingencies you know, final offer really gives them um, the outline of what the deal needs to look like as a as a whole, if for in order for them to buy the home. And then when they do lose the home, they understand why they lost, right? And they can take that um, <clears throat> that process, that education, into the following week, and hopefully make the winning the, the winning bid as they move as they move on to the the next properties that they start to uh, engage. So uh, perhaps it's the uh, shameless amateur. <clears throat> Economist in me that always wants to reduce things to numbers and dollars and cents. Given, yeah, of course, the price of the home is 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 tangible and measurable. How do you uh, create value or describe value, relative value of of things like contingencies or close dates or things like that? All those non, you know, how do you put a dollar sign on a on a close date or how do you put a dollar sign on a on a home sale contingency or something like this? You know, if we're going to transact using numbers. What numbers uh, can we possibly assign to these relative values? Well, I, you know, it's that's not a that, that's not an exact science, and I think it, it varies from deal to deal. So it, some things may mean more um, in one circumstance than than they may in the next, right? And so if someone may re, may really need a date because they need to sell their house in order to buy the next one, or someone may need a lease back because. You know they can't close on their next home, or they need time to find their next home. Um, and I and I think that you know that goes from client to client. But at least the client is able to think about it in um, in a way where you know as they're as they're starting to think about listing the home, you get them in the mindset of thinking about selling the home and really what's important to them. And then you start to build values around build values around what what is really important, right? And they they get them in that mindset versus being put in that mindset in the heat of the moment because you have to be reactive to an offer that's made. You know, we're we're engaging them in a in a position where they can be proactive and tell people exactly what they need to do to um, to buy their home. So, so Tim, I want to bring you in here because yeah, I've played around with the platform enough to see that actually you do put relative values on different contingents. You have done more than just list the priorities. You've you've weighted the priorities. Share more with our listeners. How does one, you know, how does how do I as a buyer understand what matters to my seller? Yeah. So um it's pretty amazing. And so as 
as agents have used this platform, even in the open houses, they've been able to disclose this information directly within the, that experience, right? And so for the seller to say, as Kevin was saying, you know, what's important to you? Would you take an offer for, if you had two offers at a million dollars, would being able to move out 30 days versus 60 days matter to you? In some cases, it might be worth something to one and not the other, right? It depends on the seller. But if you ask the seller, hey, do you have a place to live when you sell your home? No. Okay. Would a 60-day close be more valuable to you than a 30-day close? Yes. If a buyer was able to rent back the property to you rent-free for 60 days after you close, would that be valuable to you to give yourself more time? Okay. Let's talk about how much value that is. If you got a million-dollar offer, would you take 980 in order to be able to stay in the property for two months, maybe, right? And so you have those questions asked of the seller that starts to get them in the mindset of this is what matters to me. And they can put those values on these terms and disclose those publicly to every buyer in the market so that that buyer can then either decide to go with one of the terms that the seller likes or they don't have to. And depending on how the seller has set those, that might improve and strengthen their offer or it might weaken their offer versus someone else that would offer a different term. So it lets everyone know in seconds what the seller cares about and it gives them a strategy to be able to decide how they wanna make an offer that they know will be stronger or weaker in comparison to someone else, but they know for a fact what the seller wants. And so what's been so great about this is that instead of guessing, buyers are putting in offers that the seller cares about faster and more efficiently because they're being forthcoming with what they care about. So, uh, but of course, as we know, buyers are competing with other buyers and maybe not always want to be competing with other buyers. Uh, some of our listeners perhaps are fortunate enough to earn enough income that they can uh, buy what they want um, mm -hmm. and don't want to be bogged down with these details and just want to say, okay, Mr. Seller, what's your price? Let's take this off the market. Let's not enter in these elaborate auctions. I just want the property. What's your price? What does your software have to say about that? Sure. So we give sellers the opportunity to put what we call the final offer on their property. It's their, in some cases, their dream price and terms. In other cases, the price and terms that they just say, I need to sell my property. Maybe we put an energy price and terms on it and to move it quickly. It's up to them. But the fact is, is the seller themselves can put the price and terms that if someone gave it to them today, Joe, imagine... Having walked into your house with a ten million dollar check, I don't know how much. Maybe your maybe your property's worth fifteen. <laughs> no, no, that, that would do it. That would a, do it. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you see where I'm going, right? So yeah. you get that smile on your face when you think about what would that be, um, and you can disclose that to the market. And if someone really wants your property, imagine imagine someone that's starting their family trying to get into a town that's very difficult, and they want the school system, and they continue to lose. Would they pay? your dream price and terms to know that they can be there for the next 20 years and raise their family there. They would, and we've seen it happen. So by putting the final offer out there, you give buyers the ability to make the decision for themselves. They can buy it immediately, take it off the market. And it gives sellers the ability to potentially get that dream price and terms that they want. We had it happen over the weekend out in Natick. So that's a perfect segue. Um, uh, I, I mentioned in the uh, intro that your uh, your product now is live and uh, serving the the DC area, the DMV. I think you refer to it as, and of course our own Boston area. You mentioned Natick, but of course Greater Boston. 
Um, I, I want to take a step back and sort of talk about uh, the development of this very exciting disruptive technology. You were there at the beginning, both of you. It created a product. What were some of let's let's step back into the first iteration or the first version of the product. How did it? Uh, what surprised you when when the rubber hit the road? Um, you, you thought you had created this perfect product. What 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 didn't it offer that you needed to quickly uh, address? You want me to take this? So go ahead, go ahead, Kevin. Let's hear it. Let's hear so it. So Joe, I was the guinea pig, and so <laughs> as we data launched here in Boston. I mean, there were my listings that were going up, and you know the 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 technology worked, um, and you know we didn't run any bugs with it, but as a user and, you know, as coming in as a listing agent and convincing your seller to do it, you know, this is a platform for the listing agent for the seller and it should, and it should uh, give them ultimate leverage and ultimately produce the best outcome for the seller. And, you know, I think where technology can sometimes be black and white, real estate's a little bit gray. And so we needed to address some of the, the guardrails that were in there, that were in the system, that were preventing me from doing what I would normally do in in my line of work, right? To to ultimately produce the best outcome for the seller. So, you know, we were able to loosen up some of the guidelines, um, make it work a little bit better. And and as we, you know, when we went down to the DMV to launch, um, I felt like we had a far superior product. And then even from you know, call it from October to today. I mean, this, even this morning, you know, Tim and I were on with um, the other two founders and we were, you know, we were fine tuning the product. So we're able to do it. Um, we're, we've been able to make changes quickly and um, we've been able to make changes with, you know, with real-time feedback, either whether it come from me or from other agents that are using the product. Uh, but now it, it, it can... It, it can it can solve for you know it, it's in a much better place where we can get um we're able to produce the best result for the seller and it's and it's not as stringent where it was where it was just you know it was either on or off you know we've got a, we, we've been able to incorporate some of that gray area into the platform so tim you you're the guy under the hood uh, uh you know Trying to to tune the engine to suit the uh, suit the market. Where what what let's say single uh, innovation needed to occur for to you know be ready for prime time? Yeah, I mean, really, what it was when we first launched here in Boston, the market was just about at its height, right? And so people would ask us, "Well, how does this work in a down market? How does this work for a property that's been sitting for months?" And so we had to find a way to be able to build in full negotiation functionality, but also a way to be able to draw attention and create demand with the buying community when there might not be any. And so we built those things into this so that it truly is a platform for real estate agents to take to their clients so that they can negotiate through the platform, but providing more clarity to it. Right. And so it was that it was that balance. It's a if you think about a marketplace, you have different dynamics and you've got different weights on either side. And so balancing the the trade-offs between what's more important to the buyer and what's more important to the seller, we realized what we needed to do for the agents when it comes to negotiation to make them more effective. And so as we launched in DC back in October, we've been live for five months. You know, we've had over a hundred properties go under contract or been sold. And it's been this this constant, this constant evolution of the 
um, negotiation functionality that has been so critical for the real estate agents to have success with it. And so that's what we're seeing in the marketplace now. And same thing as we've come back to the Boston area is that they're seeing the power of what this helps them to disclose the information to the buying community. Now, we've been talking sort of in hypothetical terms, but, you know, and I think baked in from really the top of the show, we've said that we've sort of implied that there's a, the demand for real estate exceeds the supply, you know, that's perhaps the nature of Boston, but it's not always the case. There's often times when, uh, uh, you know, everyone wants to sell their home. We've all lived through 2008 and nine. Uh, uh, it was pretty ugly <clears throat> and you couldn't find a buyer anywhere. Does this product work in reverse? And, uh, you know, again, I'm sure there's some dog properties, if you will, that uh, the market isn't competing for. How does sure. this serve? How does this product serve? Again, if you don't have any uh, clients like this, uh, it's okay. But how does it serve uh, someone who has a dog of a property who has no interest, no offers? Can this offer something to those folks? I mean, you say dog of a property. I mean, is, is it unsellable? I mean, you know, yeah. so, the price is wrong. Okay, um, it's a it's yeah. So the pro, so that that's my that's my stance with with real estate, right? Like it, it's got there. There has to be some sort of uh, perception of value, right? And, there, and when there is a perception of value in the marketplace, that drives interest, and and that's that's what we are here for. So when you can when you can go in and effectively price a property well. You know, we are a platform that can come in there and ensures that you get the highest and best price for your property, right? So do we sell overpriced listings? No, we can't. And no one can. Everybody has challenge with that. But when you can go in, um, when you can go in and add a, a value and energy number to the property, we can ensure that the that the process will be run correctly, that the that it will be exposed to the entire market, that all of the buyers will have a fair an equitable chance to 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 make an offer and, and buy the home. Tim, I think you had mentioned something about a home that had been on the market for some time, uh, and through the uh, pro listing process, you you uh, I think perhaps dropped the price, uh, which had the effect of informing all the people who had been looking at it that the price had been dropped, and you created where one had not existed a true auction for a property that literally had no one at the auction table prior to your uh, being on your platform. Yeah, so this happened a couple of weeks ago um, and there's many examples of this, but this is really interesting one where you had a property on the market for one and a half million dollars. There was no interest, buyers circling, but no one wanted to make an offer. And so the seller decided to say, listen, we'll drop the price by $50,000. It's right there out in the open. Everyone can see, here's the price and terms. Lo and behold, four buyers come with their agents trying to negotiate lower than that. They finally agreed to one and they gave that buyer a couple options. They said, listen, you can take it for this price and you can take it off the market immediately. It's yours. Or we'll let you come in at 50,000 less than what you just said. And we want to open it up to everybody for one hour. That's it. And so that buyer tried to get it for 150,000 less. Everyone got alerted in real time. The bidding process went up another almost $90,000 from there. And so you got a price in terms for that property that the seller didn't even expect to get when they first listed the property, let alone when it had been sitting on the market for weeks with no interest. So it shows you that if you give people confidence and they trust where they need to be, they now have the information to give them the confidence to make, make an offer. Indeed, a real value on information. The transparency uh, adds value both to buyers and sellers. Uh, and improves the market. So if we've been successful in, in uh, piquing the interest of, of listeners, 
Um, is this sort of an application where I, as a buyer who's looking around for my dream home, uh, and I want more than price, something more than Zillow can offer me, can I go in as a, a you know, a, a, an individual and find out what are the price and terms of all the sellers, in, certainly the ones on your platform, uh, you know, and, and get a sense of what matters to the sellers out there so as to sort of, you know, uh, improve my uh, my profile? What what can our listeners do to sort of get, get excited about this? Yeah, no, it, uh, it's great. So, Anyone can go onto the website to check out any of the properties that are listed on the platform. If you want to see the actual price, the minimum price in terms that the seller has actually signed a contract stating they accept, just put in your email. It'll save that property for you and you'll get alerted in real time when offers come in. So anyone can go in, take a look at what's out there. And the nice thing about it is that we have real-time comps that are also on the platform. So any property that goes under agreement through final offer, you're able to see the actual price in terms of the offers that have come in. So if you're looking in a, you're looking in, you know, South Boston, you're looking in Back Bay as listings come on and you want to understand what's happening in the market in real time, go set up a search and save it and you'll just get email alerts as offers come in. It gives you a great opportunity to see what's happening in the in the market that you care about. Now, yeah. now Joe, just to add to that quickly, um, you know, if you're if you're going to come in though. It, you know, this is this is a platform that was built for agents, right? And so if you want to list your home with final offer, you've got to do it with a real estate agent. Same with making an offer. If you want to make an offer on final offer, you've got to do it with a real estate agent. So that that's the big thing, I think, and that's the differentiator for, for us anyways. It's like what we set out to, to make it a better experience for both the consumer and the agent. And... Um, in order to transact on the platform, it's got to go through um, uh, your, your your agent. So uh, that to me follows in that your platform, we, we sort of uh, glossed over it, but you want to make sure the the seller is actually a seller and is prepared to sell given the contractual terms. But of course, buyers are real buyers. Uh, they're not making uh, unqualified offers. So they have to be qualified to be genuine offers. And that's that's part of a, a, an agent's job. Now, for our listeners, who, let's, let's start on the seller side. Uh, they get excited. They want to be uh, on the platform. Uh, is every, you, you mentioned you have to have an agent. Does the agent need some certification or, um, uh, you know, who, who are the agents that are uh, already working on this? And what's the profile of, of someone who, an agent who embraces this sort of disruptive new technology? Either one, uh, Kevin. So I, I think, look, I think the agents that embrace this type of technology, I think are, are more the progressive agents, right? That are looking for for new and innovative tools to bring to their sellers. And, and that's what this is. And I think, you know, anybody that's, that's doing business, um, you know, the right way and, you know, is fully transparent in, in, the, in the process as they go to buy and sell homes, you know, this is this is right in the wheelhouse there, right? And someone who's trying to either, you know, your your fiduciary responsibility is to drive the price for the seller. And this product in, in final offer as a platform, that's what it does. And we've seen it do it. And we've um as we continue, you know, week in and week out, as we get more um as we get more experience with the site, it's it's happening. And I think the transparency part of it is what is 
in some ways is what is driving the price because people can actually trust that what they are seeing and what is being told to them is in fact um what it what's what's going on at that point in time so that in the in the competition right it's human nature people get competitive real estate is an emotional buy um as people get caught in the heat of the in the heat of the transaction we've seen pricing just escalate and um you know, as I said, it's a tool for the listing agent. So the sellers and the sellers have benefited, but at the same time, you know, the people know exactly what they need to do to buy the home. And so I'd say the the consumer or the, the buy side has benefited, benefited just as much. Yeah. Well, uh, again, you mentioned uh, agents are fiduciaries of their, of their clients. Um, but, you know, it strikes me, not all agents are are, are created equal. It, this, in some ways, reminds me of being the opposite of, of what I see as sort of a, the, the mythical practice. There's so many I, I have friends and neighbors who, who think they can sell their property, quote unquote, off market in a, in a, in a sort, of, sort of secret, shadowy uh, market where instead of what we're talking about here is transparency, where your home is exposed to the widest possible market with as many details and features of, of the conditions of sale as possible. Uh, in the wide open space, in some uh, agents' mind, being fiduciary means selling or buying off market in some shadowy place where only one buyer and only one seller uh, are are in the auction. Do you see it sort of as a sort of antidote to that sort of um, uh, agent approach to differentiation? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really believe in that. I mean, I think if you're gonna, if you're truly going to bring the highest and best offer to the table, you know, why would you not expose it to the entire market? Right. I think either there's, uh, as we've, you know, touched on the Boston market smaller, they are the people want to, that want to, they want to live in the neighborhoods. They want to live in, in Boston or even smaller. So, and the inventory is tight and it's constantly tight at different price points um, throughout the city. So why would you not expose it to the entire buyer pool? It just, you know, that that to me doesn't make sense. I mean, I think people have made, have tried to create this um, exclusive uh, or this facade that, you know, if you if you sell this off market, it's a better experience. I mean, look, I, I understand there are certain circumstances where people may need to move things quickly and they don't want the disruption of fully marketing their home. And that's totally different. But I, but I think it's really tough to make the argument that they, you've gotten the highest and best offer without exposing it to the entire buyer, the, the entire buyer pool that's that's out there right now. So uh, Tim, back to you again, I, I wanna talk about the product itself or the platform itself. Um, listeners, whether they be potential buyers or sellers, where can they go to uh, look at the products, perhaps watch property being auctioned in real time and seeing prices change you know, before their eyes? Uh, can can our listeners, in a sense, be sold on the platform uh, by watching it succeed for other people? I certainly think so, and we've seen this happen. I mean, since we we announced we're launching in Boston, uh, this is our phones have been blowing up. Um, the just go to finaloffer.com. That's all you got to do. So you go to finaloffer.com. We've got a we've got a short ninety second video there to actually walk you through what this thing is all about. If you're interested in listing property, call your agent. They'll help you. You want to make an offer on a property? Call your agent. They'll help you make an offer on on the platform. But first things first, just go in there, set up a safe search in the areas that you care about, and you'll get real time real time information on properties that are in your, in your local neighborhood or in areas that you're looking to buy. Um, and it'll give you 
the information that no one else has. No one can see this type of information in real time. Um, we've had a lot of people saying it's been amazing to watch watch this and actually educate them on what people are willing to pay and what property, what the value of property really is in the areas that they care about. Indeed, uh, you know, given that everybody has a, is an amateur real estate expert and loves loves that hobby. Uh, to me, again, let's let's use a, a, a an MBA term, addressable market. Is there any limit to what this platform can offer? Meaning, do you see any market or any homes that couldn't benefit in some way from again a, a more transact transparent transaction between buyer and seller? I think you know when it comes to this particular this way of doing business. I mean, you look at any industry; the more transparency that's been brought to it, the faster, more efficient it becomes. And the way in which you're able to use this platform as a seller to get the best outcome and as the way to get the buyer the best outcome is just speeding things. It's speeding things up, but in a way that gives you more confidence. So no, I mean, we've seen everything from a $250,000, you know, studio unit in DC upwards to we have properties that are over $10 million on the platform right now. It's all about once you have demand for that property, you can very quickly understand, is there a market for it? Or is there just one buyer for it? And if there is, you still got the opportunity to work with them to get the best outcome for both parties. Well, that, that's a great way to sort of uh, tie it up with with a bow. Uh, I, you know, as as fellow Bostonians, uh, we're we're proud of you guys uh, grow, uh, building a, a great uh, business here in 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 Boston. And we hope uh, eventually, uh, when you take over the world, we'll have a uh, be able to celebrate your uh, your success again. So thank you both uh, for being on the show. I'm certainly excited about the technology. I'm excited about uh, your success as, as local entrepreneurs. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having us. This has been another episode of Hubwonk. If you enjoyed today's show, there are several ways to support Hubwonk and Pioneer Institute. It would be easier for you and better for us if you subscribe to Hubwonk on your iTunes podcatcher. If you want to help make it easier for others to find Hubwonk, you're welcome to offer a five-star rating or a favorable review. We're always grateful if you share Hubwonk with friends. If you have ideas or comments or suggestions for me about future Hubwonk episode topics, you're welcome to email me at hubwonk at pioneerinstitute.org. Please join me next week for a new episode of Hubwonk. Hubwonk.